don't know if those words resonate with you. It's amazing to me that a, a, a children's song, in effect, can just encapsulate the whole message of the gospel. That God loves you. It's why we sing to him. That it, he's our strength. We put our trust in him. Just let those words just sit quietly and then think about it during the day. God loves you, the almighty being, creator of the world, loves me, loves you. Incredible thought. And that love is so often evident in, um, in the love that we see from our mothers, our grandmothers, women in our lives. I just want to talk for a few minutes around the whole character of God, the full character of God. On Mother's Day today, we want to celebrate women in the widest sense. Celebrate the role and influence all women have played in our lives, in our families' lives, in our church life, in our community's life. As Nick said earlier, we're very comfortable in singing songs of God the Father. It's less obvious that we talk about the feminine characteristics, the characteristics of women. But actually, when we look it through, all of these characters are found in men and women. I was looking earlier at um, the fact that we are all created in God's image. Man, woman, boy, girl. We go back to Genesis, and it says that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Unfortunately, the word translated in Genesis, when you read it, says that God created a helper fit for Adam. And in our English language, that's not a really great word. It causes all sorts of different images to be created. But when you look at what that word originally was used for, helper is the word ezer. And when ezer is used for the Bible, it's used in the, in the context of God, as God as our helper. Certainly not subservient to, second-rate to, but very much equal to. So the helper was someone that is of equal standing and fit for him actually translates into according to the opposite of him. An absolute, perfect, complementary fit that when brought together creates a perfect whole. And when you look at the word in a different way to that. The whole context takes on something different. And the trouble is, into, through the, the Bible, if we start looking at purely from a male point of view, I think we get our vision slightly skewed. So today, when we look at the characteristics of God, I want to look at the whole gambit and how it's portrayed through women in the Bible and women in our lives today. I've got a little video clip. I didn't use it in the first one, so I hope they're still awake at the back. Um, because the most famous passage in the scripture that looks at um, the mother nature of God is when Jesus is looking over Jerusalem and uses these words. He says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent to you, how often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. Just have a look at this little video clip if it works. I have to say I'm a bit scared of this hen. Right? I don't think I'd be putting my fingers anywhere near it. But just look how many legs this hen's got underneath her. 
This is certainly not grand, some grandmother with an apron with little children tied to her. This is a mother prepared to protect with courage and bravery. And those little chicks are very happy under there. Here they come. Watch this little one in the front. It's priceless. He, he gives the bloke a terrible little look. That one. Look, wait. So when I think of a mother protecting her chicks, this isn't some sort of like lovey-dovey soft sort of thing. This is fierce. This is brave. This is courageous. You're not coming anywhere near my offspring. And if you do, you're going to know about it. And that's sort of touches on the fact that actually we mustn't go down the sort of like soft, feminine, protecting comfort solely. But when we think about the characteristics of God, and we look across men and women, it's all seen there. It's all seen there. Some of the um, characteristics, we looked at protect. And we talked about Joshua. Joshabeb, and we talked about how she protected her baby. But we look at other women through the Bible, like Rahab. Rahab was so courageous to protect the Israelite spies, put her life at risk, and showed God's character through being prepared to protect those around them. What about courage? Women in the Bible come... And you think of courage. When I was thinking this through, there's a lady in the Bible called Hannah. Hannah wanted God's plan so much to come fulfillment in her life that she was prepared to go and almost make a fool of herself in church. She cried out to God and the vicar or the priest thought she wasn't really, shouldn't be in church. She didn't think she was fit to be in church. She was no fit state to be in church. But she stood up and said, no, I want God's plan in my life. I am begging to God. And the priest saw her heart and helped her and prayed with her. And she had a son called Samuel, who became a mighty man of God in, in, the, in the Israelite nation. Wisdom. When we look at the character of God, we see God's wisdom through women so often. And I was thinking of a lady called Esther. Esther won a beauty contest, basically, in, his, in, in the country she lived in. She was a slave there as well. She won a beauty competition and became the queen. Not a bad prize to win a beauty competition. But she used all her wisdom and her tact. And she took a different approach with the king and managed to change his mind and saved her people through the wisdom. God used her mightily. Strength. We're very easy. We can talk about Abraham and David killing Goliath and um, Samson and all the Peter and John, the apostles showing strength. But women throughout the Bible showed amazing strength of character. And I was thinking of Ruth, who stood by her mother-in-law as a young woman, went into a foreign nation with her, supported her, and showed a character of strength that meant that God's plan came to fruition as well. And patience. So many examples of this, but I look at Sarah in the Bible, who waited a long, long time for God's plan to come to fruition in her life. But she prayed about it, and she kept strong, and she knew that in the end that God 
fulfilled his plan and created a mighty nation. And there are characteristics that are seen throughout. And when I think of my life, from when I'm this age and younger, through to where I am now, I've been blessed to be surrounded by women of holy character that have nurtured me, that have encouraged me, that have prayed for me and my family, that have supported me, that have picked me up. And I pray that you too can recognize that through your life you've had these characters, these women in your life. My grandmother is an amazing example. She was the wife of a minister, setting up church in Southampton and then Coventry just after, after the war. An amazing lady, very gentle but strong-willed, exuded God's love and peace and encouragement. And I know that she and my granddad prayed for me and my brother every day of their lives. And that legacy is with me. So I want to thank all the women and grandparents and others that pray for their children and also people in the church. Because I know that through every church I've been in, which is only about five, but in each of those churches there have been women that have supported me and prayed for me. What a role to do to support these youngsters and these youngsters in our prayers and to reflect God's love to them. When I was growing up, I was inspired by women that I read about. I read about a lady called Corrie Ten Boom, who wrote a book called uh, The Hiding Place. She was a Jew living in Germany, living in fear of the Nazis, and she ended up in a really bad place. But through her life, she exuded her trust in God. She survived, and some of her quotes are absolutely amazing. I remember one that said, if I don't know an answer to something, I hang it on the hook in the hall and wait until God reveals it to me, then I take it away again. Another one she said was, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow, it empties today of its strength. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow, it empties today of its strength. And when I read her book, and when I got an insight into just what she went through in her life, it inspired me. And carry it even now. Johnny Erickson was a young, young teenager who got paralyzed in an accident. But through that, she found God's peace in her life. She did amazing work for God. Never recovered, has always been a paraplegic. But through that, her book and her example, God's love resonated. And I, just to show how old I am, Jackie Pullinger in the 1960s went off to Hong Kong and became a missionary when, when women didn't go into missionary on their own with the drug barons and the gangs and brought God's love into Hong Kong, did amazing things through, through the power of God in her life. So those have influenced me. Just take a moment, who's, who's mind, whose names are coming to mind in your life that you thank God for? Not, I'm not going to ask you to speak them out loud, but just take a moment to recognize their influence on your life. These remarkable women that make you a little bit of what you are today.
Because my challenge is, how do we do the same? Whose life are we inspiring? We go back to Moses' story. He had three remarkable women that shaped his life. We have that privilege. We can do the same. And we need both sides. As I said earlier, we are perfectly complementary in the round, in the whole, to show different aspects of God's character at different times to the people around us. I don't know what your background is. I don't know how you come to be sat here today. What sorrow you carry, what heartache you bear, what joys God does. And he wants you to know again today that you are precious to him. Whether you're 8, 28, 88, or 108, God loves you. He wants to surround you with his love and his peace and his forgiveness, his power. And he wants to give you that sense of purpose. And I take comfort from Moses' story. He had a tough start in life, as we saw born into a slave family, under threat of imminent death, given up by his mother under really challenging circumstances, given back to his mother to be nurtured, but knowing that, again, he would have to be given up, fostered by a foreign mother, and became a prince, but never forgetting his his heritage and his people, And he became a leader of his nation. And God says the same for you today. No matter what your background is, we are princes and princesses of God. When we put our trust in Jesus, we become part of his big family. There's a passage of scripture in Peter that says, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. What an amazing inheritance. I pray that for you today. I thank God for the women that have influenced our lives and continue to influence them. And pray that you will continue to have that impact on people's lives.